Super Talk Mississippi media production. Come see your locally owned and operated Linton Glass for all your glass needs. No matter what glass you need to replace, you can count on Linton Glass. Call us today at 601-835-4336 or find us on the web at lintonglass.com. This is Rebecca Turner and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And of course, you can always find us too on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio stations. And you can watch us. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. You'll see I'm not alone today in the studio. I always love when I have guests join me in house today. And two, they are two very special people. We have William and Carrie Myers. They are the founders of Load the Bar Foundation, which is in memory of their daughter, Claire. And they have been up to some good things with the foundation and recently even had announced uh, some scholarships and more. So welcome. Thank you. Thank, you. Thank you. I know this is a tough topic to talk about how your organization actually got uh, founded and created, but I think it's in a loving memory, and I think it's a good thing that you guys chose to do it this way. So either one, William or Carrie, just sort of tell us a little bit about your daughter and about Claire and how you decided to start Load the Bar. So Claire was the most friendliest little thing, but she was tough. And so she got into powerlifting, and that just became her niche, and that became her her way to shine. And so she really, really loved it. And then when we lost her, we wanted a way to give back to um, the sport that she loved. And so we founded Load the Bar Foundation, and um, since then we have been raising money just to give away money. We've uh, given scholarships at, at the high school level, uh, every year since uh, she passed in 2021. And um, this year was our biggest year. We gave four scholarships at the high school level and at four different high schools. And then we also um, was able to establish a, um, a scholarship at East Central Community College in, in her memory as well. Which I think it's even cooler, not cooler that she, but that she's a female and a power lifter, right? Which I love that part of the story too, and that she had found her niche. So how old was Claire, Will, William, whenever she came to you and was like, you know what? I want to try a new sport, dad. I want to try power lifting. Or did the, did you take the sport to her? How did she find the sport of power lifting? As far as how she found it, uh, I was lifting weights, helping, helping some other teenagers at football and they wouldn't let her lift because of her age which is absurd really i mean because i understand for the health and safety reasons of a gym you have to have some guidelines but how old was she then uh she's probably 10 or 11 then at that time but uh when she got into junior high the newton county started a power lifting team and she wanted to try so she tried out and she loved it. And then from there, 
of course, the family gym that we go to, the family fitness there in Philadelphia, uh, the owner of it, Jago Million, he had a powerlifting, a girls powerlifting team for the APA. And he asked her to come lift for him and it just went from there. It's just, you know, with anybody who knows that sport, if you get the bug, you get the bug, yeah, right? It's, it's, once you get it, it's, you can't get rid of it. I mean, you'll always lift. You'll, you'll find yourself inserting yourself into that atmosphere somewhere. So as mom, when she came to you, Carrie, and was like, Mom, I want to be a power lifter. Was that, like, shocking to you? Did you encourage it? Were you at any, did you have any sort of, like, oh, maybe not? Well, I encouraged it because, you know, she was built like a linebacker. I mean, she wasn't big by any means, but her shoulders, and she was stout. And, you know, she's, we always, we have four daughters, and we raised them to be whatever they wanted to be. And so when she comes with that, it was not a surprise um, because, they knew that whatever they wanted to do, we were going to support them. And so she didn't like cheerleading. She did. She played soccer as well. She didn't like cheerleading or the typical girly sports. And so um, we was like, okay. Okay, here we go. And I feel like even then, because that would have been back in, well, you, she passed in 21. So when did she get into powerlifting? 2017, 2018 maybe? Uh, no, about 2015. Oh, so yeah. a little bit sooner than that. Yeah, because yeah, her first been... APA meet was in 2016, I believe. Because yeah. I feel like we're in a moment where more more girls are finding the sport of powerlifting or weightlifting. Maybe not as much as they could. That's why we're one reason we're raising a little bit of awareness mm-hmm. today. But it does feel like it's getting a little more out there in terms of high schools. Because I think back, William, to like my back in my day, right? <laughs> 20 years ago, though, I know there was a powerlifting team at our high school, but I don't recall any females doing it. Has it always been no. just kind of male-sided? It, it's, it's always from in the past, it's always been male sided. Even if you can look back past even powerlifting, even in in bodybuilding, it was more male side, more towards the males than females. And with powerlifting, especially in the high school levels, it's one of those that the stereotypical oh, I'll bulk up and I won't I won't be that mm-hmm. cheerleader form. Well, science has proven wrong. Science has proven all forms of athletes need strength training. And I think that's really is what is pushing the powerlifting even further into the female genre as far as them getting involved in it because they're seeing the side effects or the the good side effects of lifting in all aspects of sports, whether mm-hmm. it be volleyball, bait, softball, soccer, any of it. I mean, you can see the, the good that it does for the body and the athlete in that sport. So I think that's really what is pushing it forward. Well, in all sports, to be in just about all sports, to be to be better, you've got to pull more, push more, so pull, right. pull, and that's so support. So uh, your powerlifting is that. You know, in fairness to girls, just didn't have access to the, and not saying didn't have access like what was us. We didn't have access to the weightlifting rings, and probably for good reason. You didn't want to mix all that in high school. Correct, <laughs> I I'm not sitting there at that. But young boys get, uh, you know, get exposed to benching, deadlifting, back squatting as soon as they get into right. football, basketball, baseball all of that and so i think that's also some of it but what i'm just loving regardless of the past is just the, the present and the future it looks like more young women are finding it and with there being age and weight classes there's not that stigma that you have to 
get it, you know, big as strong as possible to still be competitive within what your mm-hmm. body naturally wants to be in, which I think more when more girls hear that, they're a little bit more comfortable of of trying out the sport. That and you know, the, uh, uh, to be honest, I think there are downsides to the social media. Absolutely, I mean, there are downsides to it. I don't think anybody would disagree with you this morning <laughs> or this afternoon. But on the same hand, there has been upsides to it because it's guiding people that are this guiding female athletes out there that mm-hmm. do do this and have this as a sport or just an outlet, and it's promoting those same sports to the people that were would not have otherwise even paid it attention. And uh, there's several young athletes out there in the high school level that are female that are doing great with it, and they're enjoying it. And it's it's become more than just a sport to them. It'll end up being a way of life to them. And that's just promoting good health. I totally can get behind that, and I can get behind encouraging more people of all ages because, yes, we're focusing on the fact that Claire was a high school student at the time and enjoying her passion, but you all, oh, or a college student. Yes, she was and, a freshman. And then your uh, scholarships, but also you can pick up powerlifting at any age. Absolutely. There's really no limit. Now, you may not be world champion at any age, but you pick up a load of laundry, you squat to use the bathroom, you push open the car door pool. I mean, you're doing it all every day. Oh, a good friend of mine and, and yours, David Alexander, I mean, he does more of the CrossFit or functional fitness. And mm-hmm. in that, they have weight training in that as well. But it's a daily, it's daily movements that you're used to doing. And any type of exercise and strength training to me is, is my outlet. And that helps, you know, and there's, it's, it's, it's a great outlet. It's great for your body. You have, you have sore days. You do. If you <laughs> well, don't, it, if yeah. you don't, you're not doing it right. That's what I've always been told. But, uh, I mean, I love anything that encourages this sport to grow within our state, and I think it's super cool. We've had so many um, outstanding youth athletes that, to my, in, in my humble opinion, do not get nearly enough press or you know fanfare that have gone on and done nationals or been on a world platform for mm-hmm. Olympic lifting or powerlifting and all the things. And I think, man, what a shame because it is it's truly a craft that has to be honed like any other sport or skill, and not anyone can just wake up one morning – cornbread and go pick up you know 500 pounds like it's something that you know it takes effort and it takes like years of 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 training to do so and sort of belief in oneself and anytime you start that i think at any age to me that's definitely a good thing and the fact that you guys use such a hard time to start a foundation like load the bar to open up other young women to the opportunity to do that to me i think is really cool so we've got more with william and carrie myers coming up next
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. watch good things we are on your computer your mobile device you can watch it on roku amazon fire tv devices you can even find us on youtube you can also catch good things live on ceasefire tv i'm gonna get it right guys if you've got that we're on channel 70 right next to the weather channel which is still just hot it's just hot outside guys no matter what but if you are watching us you'll notice that we're continuing our conversation with william and carrie myers they started the load the bar foundation in memory of their daughter claire who loved the sport of power lifting and i saw i was going through your facebook page which that's the best way to find out more about the load the bar foundation you had there was a memory on there i think it was back oh it didn't tell me when the memory was let's see Oh, a couple of years ago where she totaled uh, the APA world records today. Three, I think, APA world records I saw, which I thought was incredibly um, powerful. She squatted 290 pounds. She benched 140 pounds and she deadlifted 300 pounds. You're smiling, Mom. You remember that day, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yes. And that was um, when she was she had only been lifting maybe two years. So um, her personal records went up from there. She was 15. She was 15 yeah. years old, which is it's just incredible. And I love that you've chosen to continue her memory with a sport that she loved to encourage other girls to find that sort of uh, empowerment, inspiration, and then lifelong love of something that's going to provide them health benefits to come. I sort of mentioned the three lifts, though. But, William, for those that think they know what powerlifting is or maybe what they think powerlifting is not, how do you describe the sport of powerlifting? Oh. Describe the sport of powerlifting. Yes, with the three movements. Oh, uh, three movements. Squat. Uh, squat movement would be having a load on your, getting up under a barbell, lifting it off the rack, stepping back two, roughly two steps, and squatting to where your knees are parallel or your legs are parallel to the floor. Uh, and what you're looking for is uh, your bottom of your butt would be to be actually lower than the crease in your leg. That's a good squat. And then back up. Back up. That's that's a good squat. <laughs> I mean, you, you got if you get down, you got to get back up. That's right. Uh, <laughs> as far as bench is same thing with a barbell. You you're laying on a bench. You can have a slight curve or arch in your back. Your feet have to be firmly on the floor. You want your shoulder blazed, touching the. Uh, bench as far as the bench itself and you're pressing up you're lowering the bar to your chest and then you're pressing the weight and you're racking it and it's just a test of do you have to rack it for it to count re-rack it uh it depends on what uh what do you call that uh discipline you're using Mm -hmm. just curious uh apa they'll say rack uh High school, they usually say rack. Uh, USPA, I'm not sure they have. I think once you press it, you can rack it automatically. So it just it just depends uh, what discipline you're going by as far as rules. Regardless, you have to get it off your chest and have control. Full extension, control. yeah, and control. Yes. Yeah, and it can't be wobbly, wobbly, or one side up and one you no know, one side coming up. It has to be even. <laughs> I got, I got halfway yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> but uh, and then deadlift. Is taking a bar in your hand and trying to lift the world. Lift the world. Pull it off the ground. That's how I look at it. uh, And the one thing about 
iron, and we joke about this at the gym, you know, with people around that are in the gym. Iron don't lie. It's no. going to tell the truth. You can, you can say you can do it, but when you get under it or it, it over you, if you can't do it, it ain't going to lie. It ain't going to let you do it. And the heaviest weights in the gym are the two and a halfs. <laughs> I'll agree with that. Two and a half pounds is a lot of weight. Two and a half pounds is a lot of weight. It goes up, one goes up like butter, you add two and a half pounds, and you're like, what happened? Was yeah. that 25 pounds? Yeah. Um, no, I totally agree, which is why, I mean, if you've listened to good things for any length of time, you know I love the sport of weightlifting in any form or fashion, and particularly when it comes to it comes to ladies. So you guys have used Load the Bar Foundation as a means to provide scholarships to, to people. Through that, you have events to raise those those funds Correct. right yeah. i mean because scholarships cost money you know um so you have one coming up what is the what's the um what's the meet that's coming up so april the 12th is um a non-sanctioned so it is strictly fundraiser we are using apa standards and um so we have i think 39 signed up so really far. what's the what's the age class or what's the age groups or the is it uh, all young youngins it's it's from, from 13 to whatever to whatever i love it yeah and so um we're doing the lift and we're going to be cooking some hamburgers and hot dogs and and selling those and of course we'll have our load the bar merchandise and um everything that uh we make off any event that we do is a hundred percent um given to i mean a hundred percent of it goes to load the bar um we as a family it usually cost me money to do stuff because you know we we buy things and do things for the um to do the events and then all of the the proceeds go to load the bar so when is it when is it and where is it april the 12th at family fitness in philadelphia april or august i'm sorry august i was yes. like oh i got more time to train yes <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> august the 12th um coming up not this weekend but the next yes. And um, it's going to be fun. Even if if you haven't uh, registered, we still have time to register. Um, just come out and watch. Be because fun. this isn't a sanctioned event. Should take the pressure off anyone who would be interested. And if you're listening, you're like, "Hey, this isn't for me." But I may have a grandson, granddaughter, or somebody that you know you think that could do this. This would be a great way for them to test their strength, but also get a taste of the sport without it feeling so official. Like mm-hmm. when you go to like an official meet, I know what that yes. feels like. That's very overwhelming. Do you have to wear you the bodysuit? You do have to wear the singlet and. I've gotten this question a hundred times, and people, well, I don't understand why. Well, the singlet is not to make you feel uncomfortable. But it does, but it's okay. (laughs) Everybody feels the way you think that you will feel in one. So just go ahead and putting that out there. (laughs) No one's cute in those things. But the singlet is simply so that your judges at the meet can make sure your form is correct. And that's the only reason it's there is uh, that you do have singlets that are what they call a squat suit that helps in squat but that's that's really technical and mechanical gear but for first time lifters or somebody that thinks they want to get into the powerlifting this is an excellent meet mm-hmm. to come out and it doesn't matter whether you're a teenager or you're an adult and you just want to try see what you can do this is the perfect time for it so apa what does that stand for american powerlifting association so if someone came and got the bug or if someone even in high school is that an association that can support someone who wanted to continue their growth in the sport absolutely like in terms of when i say local meets driving distance how does that what does that look like for those that wanted to take it to the next level 
Well, there's there are different. There's the American Power Lifting Association. Um, those are they have them all over the country. Um, there's several in this state that we travel to with Claire, and then there's the USPA. There's the UPSA. There's a whole bunch of them, and so it depends on which you know one they want to join. And each of them are um, associations. So you join, you're a member, you compete in their in their um, events. And there's there's state associations. So like you can join the Mississippi APA, which Mm -hmm. is part of the national APA, but you you have to get. It's like, well, this state is where the states mainly you'll compete in is is Mississippi, and if you join the USPA, then you'll mainly compete in the Mississippi one, unless you choose to to uh, to compete outside of the state, and that's that's always available. And in order to go to your bigger platforms with this sport, you had to gain so many points from your basically from your state to get in line for your nationals or your worlds and so forth. What year what what season is powerlifting in? Like in school in the turn we're fist and start school, some have already started back. Is it a fall sport, spring sport, winter sport? It's usually from our winter around, spring. Yeah. Winter spring sort yeah. of thing. Sort of people January to, to April. Because I want people to be encouraged to have their kids ask if there's if they're interested in it. If you've got, and I've always said, people have always asked, like you know, and I'm like, if you have the itch, it's for you, right? Like if you're sitting here listening to this and going, ain't no way, and you know what, it's just not my thing. And well, one, I would I would say, come meet me at the gym for just a little <laughs> while, you know, and you just haven't had the right taste of it. But there's some that are sitting there going, I've always wanted to try that, or that sounds really cool, or I watch the girls do it, and they look real powerful, and I want that confidence, but I'm scared. If it's just a little bit of fear that's keeping you from trying out the high school powerlifting team or to sort of go to your local gym and give it a try, then I would say, just try it once, or come just out once. and watch, right? Yes. And then, um, because you may be missing out on, gosh, I wish, I found I found it in my mid, uh, after I had my first, she's almost 11, so like maybe eight years ago, I would give anything to have found this 20 years and ago. And I want to tell you something about the powerlifting community. They are so nice and they're so supportive because, you know, when you're out there lifting, you're not competing against everybody. You're competing against yourself. Mm -hmm. And so, but everybody is so welcoming and everybody is, you know, they, they cheer you on whether you're in their weight class or not. And so that's one thing I, that Claire really loved about the whole community of powerlifting is everybody is so cool and nice and they, they push everybody to do their best. To do their best mm-hmm. yeah to load their bar to load their bar mm-hmm. and if they want more information on load the bar where do they go load the bar foundation at facebook all right we have th- a facebook thank page. you so much for coming and sharing a little clear story and load the bar i hope someone signs up if they do and you heard it on here let me know because I'll, I'll, I'll be excited all right thank you guys you. stick with us we got more for you coming up next Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app and your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. You can also watch us, too. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. And speaking of the sport of powerlifting, Rhino, did you ever do that in, I guess, high school class? Uh, not powerlifting, but, yeah, we lifted weights in P.E., and really? P.E.? Oh, yeah. Oh, that would be my dream if all P.E.s, once you got to, like, middle school or high school, started to introduce students to a Well, barbell. I say that. It was mainly go to the weight room, and then all the guys would gather around the bench press to see who could bench press the most. There wasn't a whole lot of actual weight lifting. It was just showing off your bench press max which there are other lifts in the world to be worried about guys other than just that but there if you i guess if you were raised in that era or you enjoyed that then there is that one lift that you are still super proud of after all of these decades kind of like that one play that you just go back to over a couple beers with friends and you remember the friday night and the date and the stamp and sort of all that i get it fully understand it as a as a weightlifter but this was actually somewhere in your area. I know you went to Tupelo. I don't know if this young, uh, this gentleman went to your high school, but it's Oklahoma. So I'm not sure where Oklahoma was. But it's if up you, around Tupelo. Up around Tupelo. But I tell you all the time, you should be part of the Good Things Facebook group because these are the kind of headlines that you get to see that you might not see anywhere else. His name is Jaden Lowe. He is 18 years old. On the day of the meet, he weighed in at 175 pounds. So I want you to stop. And think about when's the last time you saw 175 pounds, depending on your height and weight, where you're at now. You may have never have or, you know, or whatever it may be. But think about that. 175 pounds. And he won four world records. Listen to this. He squatted at 175 pounds at 18 years old, 595 pounds. What? He bench pressed 363 pounds. What? And he deadlifted 744 pounds with a total of 1,702 pounds. And that's not in kilograms or that's in pounds, but still. Impressive. That's moving around a whole lot of weight. So he is a freshman at Oklahoma High School. He's stating he is now setting state records and he's always looking to that sort of next level. I think in the world of that sport, if he can stay healthy, and keep keep on keeping on. You're going to hear his name. Is he a freshman or did he start lifting as a freshman? But he began. You're correct. 18 and I was freshman. About to say, I was like, wait a second. You are right. Math is hard. He began lifting. So I was reading. Apparently, began lifting as a freshman at Oklahoma High School. And so, um, yes. So that well, but even then, if you think about it. He would have to be at 18. He's probably going into his senior or just finished up his senior year, one of the two. So that's still only three at max four years of training to sort of get those kinds of those types of numbers, which is just mind boggling um, to me when you sort of when you sort of watch it in person or sort of see it, which I think is really cool. So I'm always for that. I'm always for anytime we can can encourage folks um, to get out there and see how strong they can be. But other headlines that you may see, maybe weightlifting isn't your thing, but cooking is. Southern Miss to the top. USM's executive chef, Josh Cathy, he earned bronze medal at National Culinary Excellence Competition, which I think is um, pretty cool. It's with the Airmark Collegiate Hospitality Culinary Excellence Competition back in July 20th. And he did this in New York City. And he brought together eight chefs from various um, campuses to create innovative menu items and compete for the national title. And he won uh, third. So who says school food has to be bland? No. Well, there was always 
college food is much better yeah, than high school food. Yeah, college food is better, but even in that situation at a college cafeteria, there's always that one station that the person working the station really puts their heart and soul into it, and you can taste the difference. It's it's made with love, and you can you can tell. So there's usually that one station you may have always went to in college. There's that one station that was like always home cooked food. There's like always the fried station, the hamburgers, the the pizza and the french fries that was always going to be there oh yeah then you had the home cook line and then they would, i think they call it like the light line and it was always a light line for a lot of different reasons and it was the one f- trying to get you know you to think better choices about your food decisions and then college. there's the cereal station for yes! the people that eat cereal every meal of the day and there's usually the salad bar which was on point and then in ours at southern miss this is where i learned um the wonderful lesson of compounding interests with sugar and calories from cappuccinos. Because <laughs> if you've ever been to the gas station and it is that cappuccino machine that's like tall, or you know, it's usually over there by the coffee. It's it's black and it's got the brown writing on it. And you put your cup under and it comes out like a Slurpee or whatever, but it's just the cappuccino. And then you can push the other button. A little bit of whipped cream comes out sometimes, but not always. And so you could get it in the small, medium, or sort of the larges. And there it was hot. It was perfectly mixed and it was delicious. And so if you weren't a full-blown coffee drinker by then, this is like your gateway drug into like sugary caffeine, right? And it's all you could drink for breakfast, lunch, and dinner if you had a, if you had a little thingy-majiggy. And so, yeah, I mean, I started early in the morning if i was going into the commons is what we called them there at southern miss back in the day and i was leaving then i was leaving with you know the biggest cappuccino that i could no idea what was going on inside of that in terms of health weight wise and i just blamed it on the beer it was the cappuccino all this time you know those freshman 15 didn't oh, come the beer from. might have had a hand in it <laughs> no mm-mm. if so if they would just take those <laughs> cappuccino makers out of the commons or put a warning label on how much sugar and calories are in those you would have a lot less freshman 15 walking around but no i was if you could be addicted to something in terms of like at the cap like that was if i was going in i was coming out with one of those things, they were and still are absolutely delicious, not nutritious. But go back to high school because I got a lot of folks going back to school, and I feel like you may not have had that college cafeteria experience. But if you went to a public school in the state of Mississippi, you probably all had those specific cafeteria meals that you can still like remember. The rectangular pizza. Yes, with the corn. And always I, corn. Always corn. Pizza always corn. And it's it's, it's also up whether you got corn on the cob some places or you just got the kernel corn. We got the kernel corn. Yeah, we got the little corn. red. They called them peppers in there. It was Spanish corn or Mexican corn, I guess is what they called it, with a little bit of of heat to it, but not a whole lot. And you could see where it was already pre perforated down the pizza line on this on each sort of edge of it. And it's called pepperoni, but it was like Yeah, the pepperonis were about the size of the peppers from the corn. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And oddly, the same consistency. (laughs) Yes. Now that you you speak of it. Did you have the – did y'all have – what kind of trays did y'all have? Was it like the hard plastic? Did you have a did you have a tray that had a purpose with like every section had a purpose? No, if – 
if memory serves, I think we just had the flat tray that didn't have any of the the dividers raised up. You just had the one. But I, I'm having to go like before senior and junior. I'm having to go back to like freshman, sophomore year of high school to remember, and that's been a minute now. Because by the time I got to junior and senior year, it was brown bagging it. Just bring my own. I'm not, I'm not waiting in line. That kills time, and I've only got a limited amount. Vegetable soup and PB and J. Jeff in Oxford says, "Yeah." Or, or if you were lucky, you'd get a grilled cheese with the soup. With the soup, they, I, and I feel like it all came in a styrofoam bowl. Oh yeah, because you, you could you know sort of throw it away. Did you live in the era where you got to choose whether it was white chocolate or strawberry milk? Uh, I've. Elementary school, we had strawberry milk. I don't think we still had strawberry milk by the time I came around to middle school or high school, but we definitely had a choice between, I want to say it was 2% or chocolate milk, and everybody always wanted the chocolate milk, so you had to get in line in order to get it or else it'd run out. Andy said, let's go to school tomorrow for lunch. It is Friday. Tomorrow's Friday, not today. And almost every school, it's probably like you know what what Friday is. Friday is hamburger and french fry day. It doesn't matter all year long. Ask your kids. If you don't believe me, start now. Get out the little app or whatever it is that you pay like for lunch. Look at the little calendar. And from now until May of 24, every single Friday that they are in school, it will be hamburger and French Friday. It is just like at home. By the time you make it to the end of the week, whoever's planning the menu says, screw it. <laughs> We're doing hamburgers and French fries. I can't think of another thing to add to this menu. Which, spoiler alert, they Got the whole menus probably figured out pretty much for the entire year, but and they are on rotation. But every single Friday is going to be hamburgers and french fries, and then there'll be maybe another option depending on your school. Usually now they have like a salad option. Yeah, I was thinking with Lucas and Derek, it's it's pizza on Friday. Really? Was, was our no. situation? Hamburger. Ask your kids tomorrow. Everybody, get in car line. Listen to good things. What'd you have for lunch today? What was served for lunch today? Should I say that? Because what you had and what was served are two totally different things. Usually, it's going hamburger and fries somewhere. Maybe pizza was two on Fridays. Now you got to make the choice of both. I don't know. You prove me wrong. Prove me right. Stick with us. We got more. No, if you drink, don't drive. Do the watermelon Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm or we're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. And you can always find us too on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. Don't forget legendary rock group Guns N' Roses is coming to the coast. You got them coming to the Mississippi Coast Coliseum in Biloxi on September the 20th. And we want to give you a chance to be there. So not only could you win tickets to Guns N' Roses, but you'll also get the VIP treatment with a night's stay at the luxurious Beau Rivage limo ride to the concert for your chance to win. 
Enter your name at one of our registration boxes located throughout the state. Go to supertalk.fm slash GNR to find a registration box near you. You do have to be 21 years or older to enter. So make sure you get out and you do that. So a bit of controversy over the Friday uh, cafeteria menu, which I have sent the husband out to see if he can't see the upcoming calendar for the 2023-2024 uh, school year, at least in Rankin County. I can put it that way, which now let me tell you, and God bless my child, they do everything digitally now. There's some of you listening to good things. You remember your lunch number. I don't like I remember that they had one. And like yeah. I remember spouting it out, but with a gun to my head, that is a number that has lost me I do remember being able to look in the newspaper to see what was going to be for lunch. Really? You remember oh, yeah. that? Oh, I don't remember that. Um, but I do remember having one, and it was something that stuck with you, and so it was just kind of like your ID. But you would have to bring your envelope every week or however it was with your little lunch money um, in it back in the back in the day. And you had the little envelope, and then you would check like what you were doing or then how much was in there, and you turn it into your teacher, and then it would magically appear. We also were from a time where you didn't have extras. Like extras came later on. Maybe by the time we got to high school, you could buy extra things, but now that's a source of income for for cafeterias. And But now everything's digitized. So if you are paying for school lunch, there's apps for that. And then you put however much on your kid's account that you're going to put or whatever it may be. And we'll never forget, you know, it's a learning curve for all parents. When Nebug was a, a kindergartner, she came home with chips, Doritos, every single day. And for the life of me, I couldn't figure out why because we weren't sending them with her. And so at the end of the line, the lady, and she says, the lady gives them to me. I said, nobody's giving you chips, Neely. So you were somehow purchasing these chips. So at the end of the line, the nice little lady would always, she said, she asked me every day, would you like a bag of chips? And what five-year-old is going to say, no, I don't want a bag of chips. So she was draining down her lunch account, buying sort of these extras. Well, there's two different accounts. But if you go low, then your poor kid gets dinged with not being able to eat if the parent doesn't, you know, sort of remember. But that would have never happened back back in our day because you knew that your parent had only paid for like a week or whatever at um, sort of out of time. But now all the menus and all of that, they're all digital all the things for you to go and sort of look. I swear it's Hamburger Friday. Some swear it's Pizza Friday. Others say back in their day it was fish. Sue and Greenwood said fish on Friday. I don't remember. Did you have like have the McDonald's fish sandwiches? Every once in a while. I don't remember those. But it wasn't for McDonald's. No, 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 no. I know. I'm talking yeah, about it school was lunch. The, the, the but fish you had, patty. But I remember fish sticks. We had, like, fish. See, I don't remember fish sticks at the cafeteria ever. So I remember chicken tender, chicken nuggets, not chicken tenders. So Lewis, Lucas, excuse me, Lucas and Union, and then Derek and Greenwood, or someone else, maybe it wasn't Lucas and Union, but two people have said pizza end day on Fridays. So maybe, and Thursday is shrimp scampi. I need to go, you're in academy. That's not fair. <laughs> take, take yourself right out of there. Some schools, private or academies, you walk in, there's Chick-fil-A's and things in their in their cafeteria. I'm talking about us public district school folks who are not having pizza in options on, on Fridays. It may still. Hamburger Friday at 
at East Webster in the late 90s, early 2000s. So at least one person believes me. I'm not going to let this die. I'm going to see how this plays out over the next couple of weeks. I feel like I am secure and, and watch them have completely changed it up this uh, this coming year. But normally, hamburgers and fries with a fruit cup on on Fridays is what we what I guess some get. I don't think we ever got a fruit cup. I think we had the option to get like a slice of cantaloupe or something. And that might be the reason why I don't like cantaloupe even to this day. And then you would get the, the um, because you know they had those big trays and they would bake the flat cakes on them. Oh, yeah. And then cut them into like those perfect squares and put like the little bit of icing on them and then the sprinkles on top. And then everybody got it and the crinkly, crackly little. Yeah, it was, like a, it was like a cupcake thing. thing, but you didn't get a cupcake. You got a square cake. And you could smell it the moment you walked into cafeteria that that was going to be like your dessert sort of for for the day. All righty. Now everybody's hungry. Everybody's ready for some, for some school lunch, or at least school for those that are back in section anyway. All right. Stick with us. you got more coming up next. you got the boys with Sports Talk from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.